We're asking, what is the role of young people in driving the country forward? Um, and at this point in our country, should, should we have a generation that's stepping up and saying, we're going to take the reins and take control? And if so, what is it that they should be working towards? Give us a call, 0891-104207. We'll be joined by Nomsa Mazwai a little bit later on. But for now, I have Kamukhailo Mangena, who is a, an engineering student, um, a youth member of the Tswane Task Team, and also a student at the Tabombeki Leadership Institute, or Timali. Kamukhailo, welcome to Intune. Hello, Nalidia. How are you? Thank um, you. Thank I'm great, and I'm so glad to have you on the show with us. Tell me about your role at the Tswane Task Team. Okay, my role is basically uh, trying to initiate solutions that the young people find themselves in. It can be any some any challenge uh, in as far as social ills are concerned. Mm. Uh, what we do is to go from um, uh, community to communities, trying to communicate to young people, engage in this uh, robust debate and understand and of course create new solutions that could of course catch some of these social challenges. So yeah. that's basically my role there. Yeah. Now you talk about social challenges. If you were to tell me what the you know, the biggest challenge that you're tackling with the task team actually is, what would that be? What's the biggest what's your biggest focus? Okay, my biggest focus would have to be um entrepreneurship but also combining it with education because unemployment is unfortunately the biggest thief of hope in all our communities mm. currently in South Africa. Yeah, Yeah. so education and unemployment um, yeah. and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, yes. Those are constantly said to be, you know, the biggest themes of challenges across, uh, across our generation. But, you know, anytime we have a discussion about how young people or your generation can drive the country forward, there's always a sense that, you know, the last... The last young, the last, the last young group to really have an impact in this country was 1976. Do you think that still stands, especially after 2015? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's also it's it's also quite amazing because um, uh, our focus actually in the government has not has not been uh, centered around combining education and entrepreneurship. So we actually need the younger generation, my generation, to be responsible in combining the two so that they could, of course, increase our country's participation in our governance. Mm. But also, most most importantly, is for young people to uh, become activators, to become change agents in South Africa, rather than to create uh, some sort of a system where we become uh, dependent on the government for everything. Mm. Yeah, so so more than more than anything, it's all about creating the space and building communities, creating networks, so that we can challenge the status quo in the South African country. Yeah, yeah. But every time we say, you know, young people need to become change makers, I think maybe we need to get to a point where we define what that means. There's this sense that you know we believe that being a change maker means going out and protesting, and that's. That's really your role, you know, go out and yeah, you know, doy yeah. doy a little bit, you know, write to the yeah. boards. And is, is that it? I mean, what does being a change maker actually, what, what actions do you pair with being a change maker other than taking to the streets? I think it will have to be the fulfillment of intangible things. Um, just saying so bona, a smile, a continuous smile, you know, it's just, it's just one of the greatest things that uh, one could ever do for humanity. I mean, South Africa, has, you know, prides itself in Ubuntu. So even just, you know, 
greeting an old lady by the street, smiling, uh, trying to pick up uh, papers that are being littered around the environment. And also, of course, uh, fulfilling intangible things like creating trust, uh, building young people, encouraging one another to go beyond the social interaction, I think is, of course, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest achievements that one could do as a change agent. But also, we also need to define what it means to be a change agent. Exactly. Um, I think, I think, I think the biggest mistake has been to confine being a change agent as being from a, a, a suburban area. Uh, if you are from the rural areas, you can never make it, you can never create change. But uh, that's, uh, that's the biggest lie that we feed ourselves. We need to, we need to go beyond that. I, as such, uh, with that being said, I do believe that young leaders can come from everywhere, you know, from a sector, from everywhere. But where everywhere. does that view come from? That view that, you know, if you come from a, a really disadvantaged background, that you, that you can't possibly be an impactful change maker. What informs that? Where does that come from? I think it's because we are taught um, the way we are raised. Uh, sometimes, you know, being raised in families with no uh, further educational background, we aren't really encouraged uh, from our parents, from our great-grandparents to do well. We are not uh, encouraged to dream beyond the four walls in our houses. We just uh, know that, okay, I'm my lady, I'm just going to study, then after metric, then that's me. That is actually my biggest achievement. But I think if we go out there and we learn to dream big and hence having such important conversations, mm. it, it will, of course, augment that um, dream and stretching the, our, our, our imagination beyond today's realities. So it is one of the biggest challenges that as young people, we need to change such mindsets. You see, Kamakala, what you're yeah. saying is, yeah. is so loaded because essentially what, what, what you're telling me is that there's a sense that, um, you know, great chunks of, uh, uh, of young people in South Africa have no vision. That's what you're saying is that there isn't a vision beyond these four walls, a vision of what, you know, a country sh- our country should be once we are in those leadership positions. And I, I wonder how true that is. And I, I made reference to the 1976 generation earlier on, and I said, you know, disadvantaged or not, there was a clear vision of what people wanted, and that was quality education for all. Why is that vision only seen now in fragmented parts of our, of, our, of, our, of our society? Can we really say that that's because our parents didn't teach us? Or is it just a, a lack of um, a curiosity, a lack of wanting to know what it is we can do to play a role? Not uh, really. I can say at some extent that our upbringing does play a role in that. Because growing up in a family uh, whereby the... Um, some sort of rules and principles, especially cultural norms that our young people are subjected to. They um, sometimes find themselves between a rock and a hard place where they cannot dream, where they cannot go beyond any means of achieving whatever they want. And I personally believe it's, it's, it, it is not really their problem, but part of their communities because sometimes what we do within our communities is that if I come from a township and then I make it into life. I don't. I, I never really make it a point that I go back to my community, to my township, to give to give back to show that if I did it, you can also do it. Mm. So sometimes our young people they lack that inspiration. 
But quite ironically, you know, uh, something that is so remarkable about our young people is that it has made it possible for such South Africans to even dream, to even hope for a better future. We can, of course, take some lessons from the youth of 1972 who took to the street to fight against um, the use of African language in their schools, they went there. And I think this is also a call to all those in authority to listen to these young voices, because these young voices are so crucial. Mm. It is a plea to each and everyone, uh, to those senior citizens, to also help these young people to regain the mantle of leadership that was evident in the 1970s and the 80s. Yeah. So imagine, imagine, Imagine that uh, the, the impact that each and every one of us will make in being mentors to the younger generation behind. Just mm. imagine. Mm. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That, 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 could, uh, that could make yeah. us a, a force to be reckoned with. In, in our yeah. motivation corner, we'll be speaking to Paul Zolo, um, and he's the founder and director of Paul Zolo Leadership Teaching and Training. And he'll be talking to us yeah. about um, conscious leadership, so intentional leadership. Um, what I admire the most about you, Gamarello, is that you've, you, you've gone out of your way to actually understand what leadership means by, by enrolling with the Tabombeki Leadership Institute. How long have you been there? What are some of the lessons that you've learned that perhaps have changed your, your perception on what it means to be a change maker, what it means to be a leader within your own space? I think, um, okay, let me answer the first, the first question. I've only enrolled this year and I've been awarded the bursary to study there. Congratulations. So, um, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And and this is also a motivation to all the young people out there. Go out there. Go out there. Yeah. But um, other than that, I think I have I, I have learned so much. Uh, you know, a new crop of young people. But especially when you look at Chimali, since it it, it it is a very um small institution mm. and with very uh, well known leaders around the country and the continent at large. And I think uh, so far I am one of the young people who are there. I'm only 19 this year. Oh, wow. So, really, uh, Kamukhalo? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, like, um, I am learning a lot from those, uh, from my older generation. And and I have also learned to be able to relate to people because sometimes it was difficult for me to relate to different people to try to understand that behavior, to try to understand the principles, to try to understand what are the vision for South Africa, and to also try to understand what is it that they want from the country, from young people. Because a lot of times, young people's voices have been subdued. So for me, enrolling into that program, and uh, which was to do policy-making, gave me um, a chance, an opportunity to just, go out there and analyze how South Africa works. And I, quite interestingly, I know I meet a lot of South Africans, you know, very funny South Africans. Oh, wow, South Africa is so is so amazing. Just that there is so much that um, it is keeping us from moving forward. But if we love one another, it won't be. That is what we are, South Africans. I think we are truly going to effect change in South Africa. So I guess to everyone out there, love yourself. Become, become, become an active citizen. Become an active citizen. It is, it is, it is your role. It's not, it's it's not, it's not just something you take lightly. It's a responsibility. 
Exactly, exactly. Kamukhalo, it is such a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for for your time. And keep us updated on everything that you're learning at Timali. Come back, let's have more discussions, all right? Okay, thank you. I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely do that. 19 years old. Can you believe it? That's stunning. Your family must be so proud of you. I'm proud. Kamukhalo Mangena is an engineering student, a youth member of the Tone Task Team, and a student with the Tabumbeki Leadership Institute. Um, proof that there are young people out there that are, you know, very, very young, are not just interested in their social lives, but are also going to take up leadership positions. Absolutely stunning. You're on in tune on SAFM. HIV is a threat to women, men, and children around the world. MEC for Health in Gauteng, Dani Masang. Stigma and discrimination is still very prevalent in our society. Why? Because we still have a notion that human rights and my status is my secret and my secret alone. So we need to go beyond the point for us to be in a position uh, to really say, yes, indeed, uh, we are going to conquer and fight HIV and AIDS. Be responsible. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Tune in to SAFM every Wednesday between 10.30 and 11 for the University of the Western Cape's Access to Success Dialogues. We speak to Fred Robertson, Professor Tyrone Pretorius, Minister Ntantanene and others who share their journey. Through educational opportunities, they have become success stories in their own right. Higher Education Conversations with SAFM in partnership with the University of the Western Cape. Access to success for a greater future. Every Wednesday morning between 10.30 and 11. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. 105.2, the home of SAFM in East London. London. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. In tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. So you're still on in tune on SAFM. My name is indeed Naledi Imolo. Um I did mention earlier that we would chat to Nomsama Zwai, social activist and uh, community engager. She has not picked up the phone, even though she had confirmed that she would be in the studio with us and having this discussion. Nowhere to be found. So if you know where Nomsama Zwai is, could you possibly tell her that we're, we're waiting for her in the studio or could she please give us an explanation as to why she just didn't pitch for our interview anyway it's 25 minutes after 12 um this is after all the platform for you to to really start getting inside the minds of young south africans and find out what it is what their intention is in driving the country forward i have on the line halima diallo um she's a student studying econometrics um, and I hear she's very vocal, so I thought let's get her on the line. If she's someone that's vocal about where where she wants to drive the country, let's 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 speak to her. Halima, good afternoon. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so econometrics now. You must you must help us. Some of us only studied <laughs> journalism and film. So what is econometrics? Yeah. Uh, econometrics is basically just applying a little bit of math, some statistical analysis to economic phenomena. Like we'll look at. Um, what affects the economy? Is it the inflation? Is it poverty? Um, lack of education? Lack of employment? And then we analyze that using statistics and just a little bit of math, accounting, handy, and some theories. Okay. Yeah. So, considering that 2016 is going to be really one for the textbooks in terms of looking at the state of our economy, this is going mm-hmm. to be a great year for you to study what's happening. Um, and there's just going to be tons and tons of fodder for you to, to consume. 
your perspective on you know where um you know young people such as yourselves that are studying are then going to to, to you know help mold the economy going forward i i agree like i totally believe that uh my generation especially i feel like we're just so innovative and very open minded we're exposed to so much especially because we're like we have our hands on all of this technology and social media so um, we are involved in many different aspects. Like, say, some of us are very passionate about, let's say, fashion. Mm. Others are very passionate about something else like art or film and media. So we, we will definitely impact the economy in that sense. Yeah, but do you think that innovation is being tapped into enough, though? Um, I wouldn't agree with that so much because I feel like we're following a lot of the American trends. We're not really coming up with our own stuff. So, I mean, if we say our own stuff, what, what is what is our own stuff? What like, I don't know. Doing? I just feel like as South Africans, we're, we're not tapping into our own sense of creativity. We're always on Instagram and Facebook. And when we see something, we want to build on that and then call it our own. Mm. We're not, I don't really see a lot of, um, I don't know, people creating their own stuff, like their own pathways. They're always following, let's say, the Kylie Jenner's, the Kendall's. That's, the, that's how I see it. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a reason for that, right? Ideally, there should be a reason for that. It can't just be that we are so easily influenced by social media. Well, I mean, it's the social media generation, so it's going to be a bit tough, like, to tap out of that. But I don't know, like, with all these projects where if you involve yourself in um, what you're really passionate about, I think, like, maybe the creativity will flow more, and the people will, like, you know, the opportunities will just come to you. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 18. 18 years old. Oh, Halima. I love it. I love it when I speak to people so young um, and and already such visionaries. So what's what's the plan for you? Where is Halima going to be 10 years from now? Um, In 10 years from now, I hope to be the next Oprah Winfrey. That's right. Yes, I also hope to tap into a little bit of that Angelina Jolie and start some philanthropy work and really, um, like, you know, make an impact for, especially for the South African society. Listen to this woman and how she keeps saying, oh, no, we should not be looking at America. And then you mention Angelina Jolie and Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Sorry, that's the problem, yes. I'm like, I'm, I'm an exhibit of what I'm trying to put out there. The social media is really taking over. And we need to find another route in how we can, like, you know, like I said, do our own thing. You see, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an example of the dilemma here where I say I want to be over, I want to be Angelina, and they're all Americans. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's um, such a pleasure chatting to you, Halima. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Twitter handles? Uh, Twitter handle at Halle's Diallo. I haven't used it in a while because I just matriculated, but I'm in the process of updating it, but Halle's Diallo. Okay, Halle's Diallo. Yeah. Halima, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us Thank your you time. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Okay. It's half past 12. Um, you're on in tune on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. You probably, if you're not in front of your television, you're keen to get an update on the cricket. So we have um, Johan LaRue on the line giving us an update on that second ODI, South Africa versus England at the St. George's Park in PE. Johan, how are things looking? Thanks, Johan. You're still on Intune on SAFM. I have on the line uh, Vuyo in Cape Town wanting to comment on our discussion with uh, Halima and Gamuhelo. Vuyo, good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Uh, 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 mine is, is that uh, um, the people like Halima are very, very good, and I think our country and continent is in very good hands if we're having young people thinking that way, mm. right? 
Um, you know, Africans uh, must um, remove themselves from contributing to the world nothing other than servitude, subservience, salesmanship, labor, and consumership. Mm. It has to find its own ways and, and be innovative and develop things that it can sell to the world, right, rather mm. than the other way around. We are always very, in fact, I think we're promoting foreign direct investment more than local direct investment. What is it that the foreign direct investors see in us that we as local direct investors don't see in our country and continent yeah. in Africa? So, yes, I support the young people that are talking in that way, that we have to look inwardly. We look at what we can do as Africans and promote Africa and develop Africa from within. And then we can serve Africa also developing products that the world cannot do without. Mm. So I support that. Thank you so much. So I, I like the fact that you're optimistic about, you know, young voices such as Halima. And, and what that does is it motivates all of them. Vuyo, thank you so much for calling. All right, thank you so much. We are in Cape Town. Let's get into our motivation corner now. I have on the line Paul Zolo, the founder and director of Paul Zolo Leadership Teaching and Training. Paul, welcome back. Hi, Nalini. How are you? Paul, you know, every time I speak to you, I think it's the spelling of your surname that throws you off. That throws me off. It's Paul Tolo. I I know, because there's there's no H in it. There's no H, yes. So it's Paul Tolo. Okay, okay. So what did in, in Lesotho everyone was trying to save ink and then just leave some of the letters? Out. I guess. <laughs> well, thank you for, for coming back on the show. You know, it's always such a pleasure thank chatting you for having to you. Me. So thank we're talking so, progressive so leadership with you today. Yes. Yeah, yes. and, and, and conscious leadership. More more specifically, mm. conscious leadership. Yeah. What I'm actually saying um, is to the young person listening right now, that leadership, I have noticed, is not in itself an end, but it's a means to an end. And when we follow the traditional form of thinking that leadership is an end, mm. so to say that the, the acquiring of followers is what leaders have to aim to achieve, then we actually fall in the trap that many people in history have actually found themselves yeah. fallen. I mean, um, you will remember, Naledi, we spoke um, in, in, in previous shows how Hitler was actually a leader. And, I mean, it, it will throw you off. Careful, when you careful, observe. careful, Paul. Be very careful. Listen, listen, listen to my point. Yeah. You, will, you, will, you will be thrown off when you actually observe. If you were to type right now and, and say me,